Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer, and Doug Maurice, our columnist here in the press box at Progressive Field on what turns out to be the last day of the uh, the season, guys. It's uh, it's the end, as uh, as Hoynes uh, so eloquently put it in our, our last podcast uh, with his his uh, dulcet tones singing Jim Morrison. Uh, <laughs> It, the season came to an end, a 3-0 sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros. Uh, I, you know, just start off, you know, what the heck did we just see? It was 11-3 to in a an elimination game. The Indians are, are something like 9-0-9 and, oh and in their last, uh, when facing elimination in the playoffs. It was just, that was, that was ugly. Yeah, I think it was a game where, you know, it was a, it was a game for five, six innings, and then... Uh, when Houston scored the three inning, three runs in the sixth inning, they kind of the white flag went up, and uh, they knew they didn't have a chance. And then what? They scored ten runs in the last three innings. Right, and that was taking advantage of the Indians' uh, bullpen. I think throughout the series, they scored half of their their runs in the series. Houston did uh, against the Indians. Uh, you know, relievers uh, in the seventh inning on. I think they scored 14 of their 21 runs, something like that. Yeah, that was just that was the huge difference coming in. You know, Houston had the best bullpen uh, ERA in the American League. The Indians were way down at the bottom. That was a big difference, and it showed up. You know, look, the Houston's relievers for the series for three games gave up one run in nine and two third innings. The Indians. Cody Allen gave up six runs in one inning, covering two 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 appearances. I mean, it, it <laughs> you can't win that way. And you know, this is like the remnants of that great bullpen from 2016 and 2017 that you know was really a you know a force to be reckoned with. They they're done. You know, Allen's gone, Miller's gone. You know, it's just they're they're both free agents at the end of the year. I just think. It did, they, for whatever reason, I don't think Miller's healthy, and I, I would, I would, and I think just Cody's been overpitched for five years. He's, I think it just caught up to him. Well, we'll, we'll get into the free agency and, and you know spinning forward, looking uh, you know down the road. But Doug, uh, just focusing on on this, these three games and this just abomination of a series, I guess you, you'd call it if you're a, a Tribe fan. Uh, the the top of the order, the the offense really didn't acquit itself very yeah. yeah. Well, you knew once they got behind, they weren't going to come back the way they were swinging that, the bats. Yeah. It's like they had to get a lead and hope they could hold on. Um, 
And I remember writing this in the middle of the year. It's like I feel like the Indians showed a lot of teams the way in building a bullpen and and saying we're going to win with the bullpen. We're going to invest in a bullpen. We're going to make our seventh inning guy as important as our number five hitter. And now everybody does that, and yeah. the Astros do it better than anybody, and the Indians' bullpen fell apart. So, like, they've, they've shown, I think, baseball how important that is. The Astros have six guys in the bullpen. They left guys off their roster that the Indians would have been putting out there in the eighth yeah. inning. Right. Um, but you just knew they weren't going to do anything when they were behind. Michael Brantley, 2 for 10. Edwin Encarnacion, 1 for 10. Jose Ramirez, 0 for 11. I mean, it's, nobody did anything. Yeah. The Astros had, I think, 16 extra base hits. In this series? No, they had 14. The Astros had 14 extra base hits. The Indians had three. Two Lindor solo homers and a Yandy Diaz double. That's it. You can't win that way. And, and so the thing, and I know we'll get into this, the thing that bothers me, a couple things bother me, and I'm not here like you guys every day, so I bring a fresh perspective. <laughs> but I did cover baseball as a beat writer for four years back in my younger days. I hate baseball clubhouses after a loss when it's like a funeral. And it's like you're not allowed – you're supposed to act like somebody died. Nobody died. You just suck today. <laughs> and so you're supposed to walk through there and, like, everybody has their head down. And it's like, you know what? We don't have to have our head down. You guys need to stand up and talk about why, why you stunk today. And almost everybody in that locker room was terrible this series. And there was a lot of you got to tip the cap. And I'm sick of tip capping. <laughs> cap tipping. What did I say? Cow tipping. Cow tipping. <laughs> Listen. Cap tipping. Maybe the Astros are deeper than the Indians, but if we're going like eight best players versus eight best players, the Indians match up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just the Indians' eight best players. Only two of them showed up. Lindor and Clevenger. Everybody else stunk. So I don't want people to say you've got to tip your hat to Justin Verlander. Because Justin Verlander should have been scared to pitch to Lindor and Ramirez and Encarnacion and Brantley, and he didn't have to be because they stunk. So their stars lost to the other team's stars. This wasn't about, I don't know, I mean, I, I know some guys for the Astros were okay, but th- 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 this wasn't ninth-place hitters right. hitting three-run home runs to win well, games. Well, and also it was the same guys repeatedly doing damage against them. It was Bregman hitting Bregman and Spurrier. Hitting home runs yeah. and Marwin Gonzalez hitting, you know, bases loaded doubles, in, in more than one occasion. It was the same guys in the same situations, yeah. repeatedly having success against. Uh, uh, it didn't matter who was out there on the mound for the Indians. It, even when Clevenger looked, you know, pretty good. Yep. I mean, he was he was beating the Astros at their own game in the first five innings of that ball game today. He was out there throwing ninety seven, ninety eight up in the zone, and those guys were swinging and missing. Yeah. And then he comes out of the game and everything falls apart. He just ran out of – I mean, he threw well, too he many He threw pitches. 100 pitches yeah. in five innings. Yeah. But I just don't think – I just – this is not – now, the better team won, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody would argue that. But the better team won while the best players on the lesser team did nothing. This was not a team that should have been swept. Right. This was not a team that should have gone down with the top half of the order doing nothing. If the bottom half of the order does nothing, oh, well, okay, fine. This is, I mean, it's, it's not acceptable, and it's not a funeral. It's stand up and talk about why you, why you guys, who got a lot of money, I know it's not the Yankees payroll. There's a lot of guys on there making a lot of money to make a lot of outs in the playoffs. Uh, the top five hitters in the in the Indians batting order were what one one fifty seven yeah one fifty seven uh, eight for fifty one with uh, you know just the two Lindor home runs and that was that was pretty much it thirteen strikeouts 
and and most of those were it, to be fair, most of those were in, in Houston where. Uh, well, he struck out 24 times in the first two in the games. First two yeah. games, yeah. The, the hardest team, team in the American League to strike out during the regular season, you know, did a lot of swinging. It, and it just seemed in like three games. everything that they had, they had worked to get themselves situated for the playoffs to to set themselves up to have success in the playoffs, and it seems like everything was just built on. It was like a castle built on sand. It, it, yeah. There was there was no foundation there to to, to sustain them. And, and I don't know. I know everybody's like working the locker room afterward. I just caught Kipnis at the end, and he said something about we were outplayed, we were out prepared, we were out coached, we were out scouted. Yeah, wow. and which was just wow. like an interesting. And so when you're talking about, yes, the Astros are a better team. They won more games, but this was too much of a difference. So something happened, and I know Tito said, no, we were prepared. Yeah, we were prepared. Francona defended his preparation yeah. and the team's preparation in, in his postgame comments. He, he defended their preparation. Yeah. So, so and, and I get it, and that's why baseball, you guys do it every day. Baseball is really hard to cover because the explanation of, like, crap happens does apply to baseball. Yeah. But also, no. <laughs> also, yeah, no, I, that's not an acceptable answer. Well, the, you know, Houston has done a good job with, uh, you know, they brought uh, Presley over. Uh, Ryan Presley from from uh, the Twins, you know, he, and he, you know, he pitched two and a third. You know, he they, the Indians didn't get a hit off him, couldn't score off him. They have him throwing his breaking ball, and with the Twins, all he, he was a power guy. And uh, you know, so they 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 do a good job in in that area of you know they recognize things with players and bring them in, and and uh, you know Verlander's. Instead of two seam fastballs, he's throwing four seam fastballs up, up in the zone, he, and uh, you know that he wasn't doing that in Detroit, and now he's kind of had a rebirth. So. so, so what you're saying is AJ Hinch deserves more consideration for for manager of the year than he's probably going to get this year. Yeah, the guy with the best team usually doesn't win it. So, but and I think you know, I think you know when a, when a player get when like a guy like Kipnis goes, what what was he? For the season, he had, a, he had a hit. The season, he had a hit today, but you know when he gets pitched to like he got pitched to and strikes out, you know a bunch of times. I think he's gonna. Say, I think you're gonna say that. Yeah. You know, well, they, they did a great job scouting me. He was one for nine with six strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, you know what the season that he had, that's. That's about in line with what what you could have expected. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to lose this series because Jason no. Kipnis right. has a bad, bad series. He had a bad right. year. Bad you lose it because your stars don't have a good year. So right. I want to. I, I just want the thing that I and and having coming in fresh off this. They're a, they're a small market team. They're smart. They make good moves. They've overachieved. They won. They've made the playoffs three straight years. They dominate this lousy division. But someone's got to win it. Mm-hmm. Like they they're they're doing more than you would expect the Cleveland Indians to do it more than they have done for years. So I'm I'm a little conflicted of like is like good job, good effort or is that is how applicable is that to the 91 win Cleveland Indians who got steamrolled by the World Series champs or how much should you hold them accountable to yeah. be like I get it, great season but this stunk. Well, I don't think you I don't to me, they never played well the whole year. Yeah, okay, they didn't. You know, I, I they don't didn't think play they, up to their potential they, all year long. You know, Miller said that. You know, we really didn't. You know, it seemed like there were. 
And I, I blame that on the division. No one pushed them. You know, the, the Astros had the had the A's on their tail the whole, you know, throughout September. I mean, yep. they, they had like a two and a half, you know, it was. I a, think the A's tied them at one point. Yeah, it was yep. a dogfight. And yep. uh, I think that, that sharpens the team, that, that makes you play hungrier. And these guys well, never got pushed. The only time they got pushed was right here, and we saw how they responded. Well, and, and absent being pushed like that. You know, last year they had the the twenty two game winning streak, right. and that sort of sharpened them. You know, they wanted to come to the park and win every every game. This year they come to the park, if they lose a game, they're still up thirteen games. Yeah, it's it, not. Yeah, it's nothing. I just don't think. Yeah, I I think the division played a role in it, but hey, you can, you know, it's not their fault that the four other teams are rebuilding at the same time. I mean, and you know, I think so. We blame uh, Ron Gardenhire. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, so you only play you can only play the teams on your schedule, but. You know they've got to find a way to. Uh, I don't know. It just it just seems to be. You know they spent all of September. You know trying to get this team focused, trying to get guys rested, trying to get guys healthy. You know we're going to play this guy here. He this guy's only pitching two innings. You know everything they're trying to get everything lined up. They bring in Donaldson, kind of a wild card, a gamble. You move two guys out of their their normal positions. You know late. Halfway, you know, late. I mean, August twenty first. You bring them up like September tenth, and you know, I think that's a big change. I think that's, you know, I think that that sends a ripple effect to the clubhouse. It says, you know, we don't think we're good enough. Mm-hmm. This is why we're making this move. And uh, I don't know if that was a reflection of what Ramirez was, how he played going down the stretch. But you know, I I would be willing to bet he wasn't he wasn't a happy guy going to second base. Donaldson one for nine with three strikeouts in the series. Uh, you know his last at bat, he got a, a base hit. That yeah. was that was it. You can't really hang all that on Donaldson. No. He missed three months of the season. Yeah, this, this was spring was, training. This was spring training for him. So yeah, it's just it's weird because Ramirez obviously has been terrible two straight playoffs. But last year he was good in September. Yeah, and then he was terrible in the playoffs. Right. This year he so last year he was like terrible in August, good in September, terrible in the playoffs. This year he was terrible in August, terrible in September, terrible yeah. in the playoffs. So I don't know. It's like you're trying to find answers with this guy, right. and you I don't know if he's hurt. He said know. he's healthy. Yeah, I now. Mean, no, that's the kind of you know in baseball that when they say they're healthy, three weeks later they're having surgery on something. Yeah, I, that's, I, you know, and I, I'm not. I don't think that's the case with with Jose, but I, I just he did not look like the same guy. He looked out of gas. He looked, he looked, uh, he just didn't look as confident at the plate. I mean, I, you know, talking to people, they they pitchers just changed their whole approach against them. They weren't throwing them fastballs anymore. Yeah, and once and once there balls, was once there was blood balls. in the water on that in that regard. Yeah, once there was blood in the water, he I was. I think he, he got impatient. Done. Yeah, I mean, you just think about. I mean, again, Ramirez is basically your third baseman the whole year. What he did for the Indians and what the Astros' third baseman did for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that one guy swings a series, but if you traded Jose Ramirez for Alex Bregman in this series, oh wow, I don't think it's a sweep. No, you know, I, and that's and that's why I was trying to ask Jose after the game, and you can read my column on Cleveland.com. The idea of you know what I know you can't win a series by yourself, but come on, man, when you're a star, they need you, yeah. Alex Bregman. Who is not Jose Ramirez during the regular season? He's very good. He's not Jose Ramirez, who is third in the league in war the past two years combined. Right. He's not that. He comes out and he he hits a ball two inches from a home run in his first at bat today. They hit him 
I think in his later at bat, I said, "Thank God they hit him. He would have hit another. He would have hit a home run." <laughs> right, right. He's so scary. Nobody was scared of Jose Ramirez in no, this series. I mean, like I mean, you said, Paul, they knew exactly what to do to him. Yeah, I mean, and they looked forward to the opportunity to pitch to him as opposed to being right. I mean, and, being frightened. And they, you know, they've been scouting him for like three weeks, four weeks. I mean, they know what what's going on. And the thing is, Doug, you know, Ramirez was the starting third baseman in the American League at the All Star Game. And the MVP of the All Star Game was Bregman, so I mean, I mean, you know, I, it would have been a great matchup, I think, if if Jose Ramirez had been Jose Ramirez in the second half. Yeah. You know, that would have been a great matchup to watch in this series, but that wasn't the case. Well, now I guess we sort of throw the question out there about the the Indians and where they're situated and what the what the window for winning is and what what their championship sort of expectations can be moving forward. They're still in the Central. They're still in a, a division where, you know, four other teams are going to be, you know, rebuilding. And in, 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 uh, Minnesota just just fired Paul Molitor, so, or just parted ways with Paul Molitor. Uh, there's an, op- there, there's a, a, an overwhelming likelihood that they will be right back here again next year. The... You know, third out of three division winners in terms of record. If if things continue in that yeah. in that trend, zombie walking into the playoffs and uh, you know probably a candidate for getting swept again. Well, this was this was Dick Jacobs' gift to the Indians from the grave. You know, he the, John Hart and Daniel Dowd convinced him. Uh, when when you know in, in uh, whenever they went to three divisions, that to leave to AL East and and go to the AL Central, and uh, you know he fought it because you know the Yankees in Boston those were big draws. They made money coming in here more than you know twice twice a year. But they convinced him to go to the AL Central, newly formed league, and they've dominated it. I mean, they've, that's when this whole thing and that's when the '90s when all that started. And uh, so that's a gift, the gift that keeps on giving. Being in the AL Central, but you know you've got to you got you got to play better. I mean, you can't you know you can't you know this is this is a team that should they should win a hundred almost a hundred games every year if you're playing in this division because I don't think they're gonna they're, yes they're gonna lose a lot of talent this year this winter you know if 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 Allen doesn't come back and Miller doesn't come back and Brantley you know Milky Cabrera and and Oliver Perez uh, you know Lonnie Chisenhall I mean those are Josh Tomlin, core guys that have been on the club a long time, but the whole rotation is back. You've got Ramirez and Lindor back. You've got your catchers back. Um, you know, you got Yandy Diaz, who looks like he's emerging. Maybe he DHs. Encarnacion will be back for the final year. Uh, your outfield is, you know, like, I don't know what you, you're going to have to rebuild your outfield and the bullpen. It's, it's really, I think. It, they have four starting pitchers who a lot of teams don't have one guy right. as good as their top four. And having covered an, uh, the the Phillies for four years when Terry Francona was their major league manager for the first time, I just remember being in spring training, and they're looking for their ace. Mm-hmm. They're pulling guys off the scrap guy. heap to right. find a guy to start opening day. And you really realize when the team that you like or cover doesn't have starting pitching, you really realize how right. important starting pitching is. I don't think any Indians fan takes it for granted, hmm. but sometimes it's like 
Oh, well, yeah. Well, we got these four guys. It's like having a starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. If you don't have one, all you think about every day, all day, yeah. is, oh, my God, we have to get a quarterback. When you have those four guys in the rotation, they're going to give you a chance. But I wrote a thing a couple weeks ago. The history of great rotations is it's not enough in the postseason. Right. They get hit. You're playing good right. teams. They're not going to throw shutouts. You need a couple guys to swing the bat. So it feels like – I think this rotation – and even when Kluber's gone, or if he gets yeah. older, that if you keep Bauer and Carrasco and Clevenger and now around, you got Bieber coming up. You know, they can like keep in. you getting to the playoffs yeah. on that rotation, but you're not going to win a World Series yeah. unless in the playoffs you give that rotation some help. Imagine the Browns if they had so many quarterbacks that could start for them that they were keeping guys down and not inviting guys to spring training. Because they were afraid to start the clock on them, which is what the, what happened with with Beaver this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chernoff and, and Antonetti wouldn't let him go to spring training because once Francona saw him, he was going to take him on the major league roster, mm-hmm. and then you're going to start you know start the clock and, and start losing years on him. We're, we're, we haven't even talked about you know the future in terms of Lindor and uh, you know Bauer. Bauer's going to be second year yep. el- uh, arbitration eligible. Lindor. The first time he sits down at an arbitration meeting, it's, it's somebody's going to be falling off their chair with, with the numbers that are going to be tossed out there. Uh, Chris Bryant set the record for first-year arbitration award. It was $10.85 million, I believe, this year, and he had an MVP. Yeah. Lindor will more than likely surpass that. I would this, think. I mean, he's season. probably got better numbers than Bryant at this so, point in his career. I mean, it's hard to imagine, you know, I mean, Bryant was – he was the MVP when he was a rookie, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not – Lindor isn't a rookie. This, this is no. his third year, and he's done this pretty much for two and a half years at least. So there are serious financial questions about this team and their ability to go out and acquire the talent to go around to, – to put around that rotation. In 95 and 97, what was the rallying cry? We've got – the Indians have the offense. They have the, the players to – to, to hang with any team, they you know offensively, they didn't have the pitching. They never had the pitching in in the the glory days of the nineties. Now they have the pitching, mm-hmm. and you've yeah. got the pieces to sort of make the offense go. But you're not going to be able to put a bat out there on the outfield with with the way that this payroll is going to be structured next year. I think there's still a lot of money coming off the payroll too. You know what. Well, you got to get rid of it. Prantley was making 13, 12, 13. It's like a $12 million option. Yeah. But you're going to make him a qualifying offer so that yeah. you can get a draft pick when he signs somewhere else. But you've got $13 million to Kipnis. That needs to be – you're going to yeah. lose You're going to lose a, a quality prospect because you're going to have to attach somebody like it would have been a great – Julian Merriweather would have been a great prospect to attach <laughs> to a Jason Kipnis to make him attractive in a trade so that a team like – the Mets would want to take on thirteen million in salary, so that, that comes off your books, and you can, you know, that thirteen million could go to Lindor or, you know, Bauer. Right. Bauer's going to be ten million at least this year. Yeah, well, Bauer, yeah, what did he make? He made he made five and five five point three something. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's going to at least double his. It is. It's, I mean, it's so interesting. I think you know, for someone like me, all I'm thinking about is Lindor's free agency. Lindor's free agency. You got to win before Lindor's yeah. free agency. But already. You've you've lost the window because he's not going anywhere. No. but he's cutting into your payroll. He's right. going to start costing right. so much more right. that there really was there really was this window here of some of these 
great guys who are just so underpaid. They can't – the reason they could – tell me if I'm wrong. The reason they could go get Encarnacion is because Lindor was for free. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, now they're getting at the point, of course you're happy right. to pay Lindor, but you can't go make another Encarnacion move. Yeah. Well, right? And the extension – that's why the extension that they signed Ramirez to is is so team-friendly. He's, he's making – Pennies on what he should be making based on his performance, based on his regular season yeah. stats, not his postseason yeah. stats. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but Lindor, it would make sense to to try and sit down and throw as much at him as you. If he's if he's well, going to get, you well, know, he already turned down a, like a hundred million dollar extension offer. That was two years ago. Because him at the time age. it made no sense for him to sign yeah, that. Right. It made zero sense for him to sign that. So I, I knowing that he was going to be able to come out here and do something like that. I just think he's got bigger plans. I think this guy's already thinking. Or him or his agent are already looking past Cleveland. When he gets a chance, he's well, gone. When there, you there's can, just no way they can afford to keep him. When I mean, you've got a New Balance, when you've got a bunch of other endorsements that you can sort of. You know, live your live your lifestyle. Be be a baller and, and live your lifestyle. Making your five hundred thousand uh, league minimum contract. There's what's the rush? As long as you're doing what he's doing, your payday is coming. You know your payday is coming. And if you're just patient, it, he's it's, such, it's twenty four years. Line though, I mean, I don't blame Ramirez for taking that money. No, I'm not, I mean, not where he comes from. When, and I mean. Lindor could break his leg on a on, on a double turn on a double play any day, and you know, look at you look at Grady Sizemore, you look at Brantley, all those guys signed minor, you know multi year deals. They got they got a lot of heat for it. Carrasco even, and but look at the you know look, I mean they, they got hurt. I mean Brantley missed two years. He's still getting paid. You know, uh, Sizemore's broke down completely. He was still getting paid. Carrasco, you know the the year after the. The, the spring after he has the the heart I mean the uh, he signs the deal the multi year deal he has he has to have heart surgery and you know not a huge thing but you know so I mean I you know that's the thing that that I you know you really if you if you've really got to have a brave agent you yeah know, if Lindor yeah. you've got to have a guy that it's like having a the corner man's you know the brave corner man keeps sending a guy out in in a 15 round fight you know you're fine you're fine and keeps pushing him out there and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a line so a fine balance so I think I mean it begs the question then and this is what I feel like we haven't seen yet you know they 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 Make the World Series in 2016 after all these injuries. Kluber carries them. Kluber's pitching every day. And now the last two years, really, they've been. I know Kluber wasn't himself in the postseason last year, but like the guys were out there, right? Bauer wasn't himself. He would have been starting a game, but at least they got him back. I feel like you're still waiting, and this is the question to me, before Lindor leaves. If you got a postseason where the four starters were all good, at the same time, they all pitched well, and Lindor hit, and Ramirez hit, and Encarnacion hit. Is that enough? Like I don't care. Let let the guy let six through nine strike out every at bat. Maybe the bullpen's not great. Brad Hand, let Brad Hand come mm. in and save every game. Like is that because that like we uh, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen. I thought coming into this postseason, well. 
if they didn't get a big bat or anything in a trade, you're just waiting for the idea. Last year they got kicked out with Lindor and Ramirez doing nothing. Yeah. If they are themselves, if they are the June-July version of themselves, my God, maybe that's enough. And then Lindor was decent and Ramirez did nothing. So we still, it's like you haven't yeah. seen this group of Indians all be at their healthiest and at their best in the playoffs. And man, I just wonder if that might be enough to get it done because their best guys are really good. Yeah. You have to have, like, I think you have to have a guy like Marvin Gonzalez. You have to have a guy that, you know, in, in a good lineup, you got to have a guy that, you, you you forget about you know because there's so much concentration on guys like Lindor and, and, and Kipnis. Everybody you know they, they they have scouting reports up their up to their neck on them. They know how to pitch them. They're going to neutralize them. But you have to have a guy at the bottom of the order in the middle of the order. There some guy that 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 you know just kind of it, it key, links the two the two halves of the lineup. And I think Gonzalez was the key to this this series. What what did he hit? I he mean, was really good. I think he hit like. 500, right? Yeah, he hit 538 with uh, he had seven hits, two doubles, five RBIs. And he kills the Indians. I mean, he has yep. a history against the Indians, yep. but that's not a guy that, you know, that, that I don't think you're going to, that, that kind of jumps out at you when you go over the Houston lineup. No, it's it's Bregman and Springer, who was the yeah. World Series MVP, and he's got 10 postseason home runs. and. And again, it's like Correa was terrible. Yeah, and he was he was one for ten. He was been terrible all season. Yeah. Correa has been terrible all season. But they've overcome it. Yeah, they, they 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 had other guys do. You know, Justin Verlander helped you overcome that. When Alex Bregman's hitting everything off the wall, that helped you overcome it. Right. Well, so that's where we are right now. Uh, we're, we're sitting in the press box at Progressive Field. Uh, the dark of night has fallen over uh, over the ballpark and on the Indian season. There's. Uh, there is no tomorrow uh, for for the tribe. They come and clean out their lockers, and they go home. And the next time we see them is in uh, Goodyear, Arizona, and things are going to look dramatically different for this team. I think, uh, you know, like you said, Josh Tomlin, who's a you know a fixture in this organization. I I, I don't know what the chances are he comes yeah. back, and uh, you know Michael Brantley, who's been here for almost ten years. That's that's a, a huge bat and a guy who carried you this season. So can, can I can I jump in with one question just because I'm curious? If you're if you're guessing right now, are next year's opening day outfielders all three starting outfielders? Are they all on the roster or in the organization right now? I don't think so. No, I mean I think two of the three are. Maybe Greg Allen. Greg Allen. Uh, who else? Uh, Leonis Martin if he's healthy. Yeah, if he's healthy. If Martin is healthy, they're they're. Um, Pot committed to him. I mean, they they traded for him, and they they've got two years on him. Good, bad, or indifferent, he's going to be out there at some point next year. Brandon Barnes, maybe a fourth guy, a guy he, he kind of came wow. up in September. Wow. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I, Tyler Naquin is in the organization. Yeah, Naquin, Naquin, Naquin probably gets right field, and uh, you know, Greg Allen probably gets center field, but. You, I don't, I don't know, know they, where your offense is going to come from. Yeah, I don't know if those guys, those are starters. Those are more all like fourth outfield. Yeah, they have four fourth outfielders yeah, and yeah. no starters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. And you think, you think if you had to guess, opening day next year, Kipnis is at second and Ramirez is at third. God, 
Uh, and Yandy's on the DH. I, I think I think there's going to be a big effort to trade Kipnis. If Kipnis is winter. if uh, if he's on the roster at all, then they tried to trade him last year and yeah. they didn't get it done. But I think with one year less on his contract, I think he's he's probably probably a little more attractive. And and the way he finished the season, the second half was decent. You know, I think. Uh, I think they'll be. I think they'll try to trade yeah. him. Again. I, I think. I think they need to attach a, a, a quality prospect. Yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt to yeah. trade him. It's not going to be. A, and then, like you were saying, maybe you put Yandy at, at third base and and go with the with Ramirez at second and see what happens. Yeah. Well. Uh, but, but your third baseman has to hit more than one home run in the big leagues. Oh. Yeah, and that's what Yandy's got. And that's a concern. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. I, I don't know if he's a. A bench guy, you know, right-handed hitter, but I think you got to give him a shot. You know, you got to give him a chance. You got to throw him out there and let him play yeah. at least into you know he, in, or, into June. or or not or if you know he's going to turn in maybe he turns into Jesus Aguilar, you know, a guy you never gave a chance to, and he's in the postseason right now for the for the Brewers, you know, going well, the, crazy. The Brewers are still in the postseason, and yeah. the Indians are not, so. That's going to wrap it up here from Progressive Field. Uh, thanks a lot, Doug, for, for jumping in. Sorry I shouted so much. I shout no, on podcasts. I get excited. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's, he's talking with his hands. You can't see it on a podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> Hoinsey, uh, uh we're going to keep doing these podcasts All right. uh, you know, uh, throughout the offseason and, and whenever news happens. So Good. Uh, you know, we'll have awards season coming up after the, the, uh, the World Series ends and then winter meetings and free agency and the fun of all that. But, uh, hey, next year we get the All-Star Game, guys. Okay. Hey. All right. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Oh, <laughs> cow. It'll be a fun three days or Hoinsie's going to be hosting a bacchanalia of old-time <laughs> sports reporters at the uh, – and all of his haunts around town. All right, uh, guys, uh, again, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again later on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.